0: Welcome back to the Down to Earth podcast. Our guest today is the inspiring Lisa Palacios Graziosi. Lisa is an amazing entrepreneur, beauty expert, and mom. She's the founder of Extension Bar in Scottsdale, Arizona, where their mission is to allow women to feel their best. In this episode, Lisa will be sharing her resilient approach to going after and conquering your dreams while always remembering where you come from and not taking anything for granted. This episode will leave you inspired and give you the motivation to start taking steps to accomplishing your goals. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Down to Earth podcast.
0: We're your hosts, sibling duo, Jonathan and Lorena.
1: In this podcast, we'll be spilling the tea on all things health and wellness related.
0: This podcast is designed to motivate you to take care of your physical, mental, and spiritual
1: health. We'll be bringing on doctors, healers, fitness experts, business leaders, and innovators.
0: Thanks for joining us in our mission of making the world a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place. Here we go.
1: Obviously you have an amazing, amazing life at home and you're doing so much at home, but you also have an incredible career and you're an entrepreneur. And I'd love to know a little bit more about how you got started in your career.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I don't want to go on a long old rant. Um, So (laughs) let's see, long story short, I, with Extension Bar, are you saying, or what part?
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear how you got into styling and as well as opening up Extension Bar.
2: I actually started the whole Extension World Journey when I was maybe 20 years old, and two things happened. Actually, I was younger, I was like 17 years old. I was a, a, a model for a hair product company, and they literally chopped my hair like the mom of the Brady Bunch. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like I, I'm not even kidding. I had a mullet, I literally had a mullet. And after that, I mean I literally wore my hair up in a small little ponytails like a nub. And I had bobby pins all around the edge of my hair because all these little hairs were just sticking out. It was awful. So that's when I started looking into extensions. And I was super young. You know, I was like 17, 18. And I called around everywhere. And I got these ridiculous quotes. I was like, what? Extensions are this much? So finally, I had a girl from not the best part of town, but she was like the sweetest lady that offered to do my extensions for a lot less. They were not the best extensions. They were awful, but at least it looked like, you know, somewhat decent. I still wore my hair up in a ponytail with the extensions for a good, probably like a year and a half because it was so badly chopped that you could not even camouflage it even if you had your hair down. So that was like my first thought of experience with extensions. And then in my 20s, like my maybe 21, 20, I experienced alopecia areata. So I started losing my hair in big patches. and. Because of that, I was like, okay then we have to do something about this like a lot of people are going through this and we need to focus on wigs or, or extensions so that's made me fall more in love with the extension world because I know that I could camouflage somebody that's going through the same thing alopecia with extensions and make it look really natural because some people think extensions are just for like that long you know that long blonde you know playboy look but it's not like that. a lot of my clients are actually, they have short hair and they just are trying to camouflage hair loss from hormones or from age and, or about a haircut. So there's definitely a big range of people that are able to benefit from extensions. I feel like everyone really pretty much can. So I got into extensions at a very young age and I started practicing that on my clients. But I started Extension Bar because extensions are such a luxury and they're really expensive. So I thought, I want this to be more affordable and tangible for people versus that 1% that gets extensions and the rest that just dream about it, but they never can, or they get these cheapy extensions because they can't afford the nice ones. And so because of that, they give extensions a bad rap because they have bad hair in their head, you know? So I started Extension Bar because I thought we need something super simple, a simple concept where you go, the hair's already in stock. You don't have to wait seven days to get the hair in the mail. You don't have to go in for a consultation and wait all this time and spend seven hours in the chair getting the extensions done. I wanted a place where you can go, the extensions in stock. We have all the methods. So we tailor it to exactly your hair because not everyone can wear the, all of the extensions. That's where people start getting damaged if you have the wrong kind of extension in your hair. You know, it's an art of like extensions are an art. You have to choose the right method choose the right hair, a right placement, blend them correctly, choose the right color. So it's a whole package to get the, that beautiful, natural looking hair where no one could tell you have anything in. So I, I wanted to create that. And also a, a place where you're not there for seven hours, that you're in and out and these experts know exactly what they're doing. And also to bring down the price. So extension bar started last year. So We're definitely a very fresh, brand new startup company, and we have a lot of room to grow. But we have a bunch of ideas for our stylists and our clients. We want to do videos and um, have workshops and have tons of online education, as well as having that, you know, brick and mortar salon. That's amazing. that's where we're at right now. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And what I love hearing about your story is that you really learned from personal challenges that you had, and you built an amazing business-based off of that. And that's what I see with a lot of really great entrepreneurs is they have certain obstacles and challenges. And rather than just allowing that to depress them and allow them to not feel great about themselves, they're inspired by it. And they create something from that, that which then could help a lot of other people. So I love hearing that about your story and seeing that you really created something based on personal experiences that you had.
2: Yes, definitely. And I'm glad that you touched on that because... I don't come from a family that's well off, and I don't come from a silver spoon in my mouth at all whatsoever, right? So for me, I definitely have that underdog story where I have to work for what I have. And honestly, before I went into beauty school, I wanted to be a doctor. I love medicine, and I have asthma. So I always said I want to be a immunologist. I want to do something to help people that were going through what I was experiencing. But because I didn't have, I mean, not that my parents said, you can't go to medical school. They never said that. I just wanted to kickstart my career and start working so I could save up and help my family out in whatever I can. I immediately started working. I did beauty school while I was in high school because I was a little bit ahead in my school. So I I did that as a hobby and I ended up loving it and made made it my career. And also another thing, a lot of people think, oh, well, she just has her salon because her husband." did it for her. And which is so not the case. Even before I met him, I was an entrepreneur, a little entrepreneur, right? But mm-hmm. And I still am very little, but just all by myself. And um, he definitely helps me fuel my drive and my goals, right? He pushes me and he, he really encourages me to do my thing. I'm sure I could ask him for help and ask him for this or that, but there's something really magical when you do it for yourself, versus it being handed to you, you just give it a lot more attention and you just nurture this company this business a lot more. And you have that drive versus just being very lax about it and letting it just do its own thing. So people just, when they say, I can't do it or because my parents don't have money, I can't start this business because I have to do this or that, or because I don't have a rich husband, I can't do what she's doing. That's so not true. Like that's a really bad story you're telling yourself exactly. and you should not ever tell yourself that story, you know? Totally. It's like when you meet people that, not saying not everyone's like this, not at all. I'm just saying that we've, sometimes you meet people that have a lot handed to them and they don't really do much with it. And mm-hmm. you're like, wonder, you're like, oh, if I was in that person's shoes, I would do so much with it if I could have that financial backup.
1: Definitely. And I think we've all been there but what i love hearing from you and that's what i always will tell friends of mine as well is that you know a lot of people make excuses for themselves and they blame their family life their financial circumstances for reasons why they can't excel but really that's just an excuse i mean everyone could get out there hustle and find ways to better themselves i mean it doesn't have to require a lot of money there's so many different ways now to get access to capital so i think it's important for people if they really do want to change the course of their life and build something and, you know, pursue the career that they've always wanted. It really is in your hands.
2: Yes, it definitely is in your hands. And it's not easy. I mean, so many people see like an established business and they're like, oh, wow, you know, she just got lucky or he just got lucky and he's, they just started this amazing brand or, or like with you guys, wow, they just got lucky. People don't know what you do when no one's watching. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, the I love this analogy is like, That band that sells out in Madison Square Garden, you think, wow, that band got lucky and they just, you know, they're super popular and they're making money and all that. But people don't realize how many years they probably spent in their garage practicing, not getting paid, and also being told they can't do it. And then they finally had that one song, that one breakout, or that one person that they meet that helps them take their them to the next level. You know, people don't realize that. It's like people always think that, like, for instance, if you're an amazing chef, they think and I love this one too, that if you're an amazing chef, you open up a restaurant, you think people are your doors are just gonna be flooded with people coming into your restaurant. But people don't realize that people are not going to come. If you don't have the right backing, if you don't have the right operations in your business, right? Like you can be the best chef, but you'll be that mom and pop restaurant that no one ever goes to if you don't do the right marketing, if you don't do the work when no one's watching.
1: And I love that you mentioned like the band scenario. And it's so true because everyone will always say, this one's an overnight success. That one's an overnight success, but they don't realize that it takes decades to become successful. And I mean, even with us, I remember when we launched the drink company, a lot of friends of mine were like wow that's so cool that's such a glamorous industry you know they thought exactly. that it was like so fun and then i remember i was at a store in the city like literally a store that carries our products on a ladder fixing the backstock of our drinks and a friend of mine walked in and they're like what are you doing and i'm like i'm working like this is part of what it takes they're like, we don't know how you do that. Like it completely shifted their perspective because here they thought that I'm just glamorously, you know, walking around these factories and the drinks are just popping out of the air. But no, I mean, you have to get (laughs) down and dirty and it's not always glamorous.
2: Yes, that is so, so true. You know what? You're so right. Like, for instance, you know, that just reminded me when I like before I started extension bar, I was a pretty established stylist and traveled all over. Actually, I have a lot of clients in New York, a lot of big neighbors in New York that I travel for and all over, right? And I also have local women here that I you know, do their hair and everything. So it's been a long time that I've had to advertise or like my social media wasn't even the best because I didn't need to. I just was all word of mouth through these big families, right? But it's humbling because when I started Extension Bar I swear right now I'm the janitor, right now I'm the front desk, I'm the assistant, I'm the stylist, I'm everything because you're starting back to square one. I'm out there trying to tell people about extension bar because people here know who I am, but they don't know extension bar. You know what I mean? So it's like so humbling to be back at square one and working my way up again to like make a name for ourselves, but that's what you have to do. And you exactly. can not be prideful about it.
1: And I love that because, I mean, I do see a lot of people start businesses and they'll start with a lot of capital and they just hire people to sort of do the jobs that they don't want to do, but they're doing themselves a disservice because when you're starting something from ground up, yeah. you want to learn how to do everything so that if one day your janitor doesn't show up or you know your receptionist doesn't show up, the business could still function. So you really do want to learn every single role. Whereas I do see nowadays where people like to glamorize things, they sort of just, you know, will raise a ton of money, hire a bunch of people, and they're not really learning anything.
2: Yes, that is so true. I'm with you on that. I want to know everything. Like I just messaged my accountant. I'm like, I want to have a meeting every week. I think we're having a meeting every week you know, even if it's 30 minutes, just so I can learn a little bit about what you're doing. Cause you hear stories about, I mean, I trust her with everything. She's the best, but you hear stories about people that just lose sight of their financials. And then later on, 10 years later, they find, find that their accountant or someone in their company is embezzling money. Like you just hear yeah, all this yeah. stuff, right? So and then it's, yeah. And
0: then you're the one at fault, right? It's, you can't just blame it on the accountant.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're the one at fault or, you know, if someone quits on you, what are you going to do now? I think being self-sufficient it
0: also builds your confidence too, right? You're much better able to understand how the business functions. And you know, that worst case scenario, you have that faith in yourself that you can keep it running.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's so true. And that's why SOPs are so important in a business, you know? I totally Mm -hmm.
1: agree. And obviously, you know, with any business, there is going to be some, you know, adversity and some challenges, of course, when you start, and then also just throughout. So I'd love to know a little bit about how you deal with adversity and how you approach a challenge that might come up. Because I mean, lots of things going on, you have to wear a lot of different hats. And I know with your business, especially, which requires a lot of customer service, and you have to make sure that the customer is always satisfied. Is that challenging at times?
2: Yes. Okay. That's a great question. So at Extension Bar, I have it in, it's like in our uh, salon culture. Culture for me in the business is so important, you know? And I learned a lot about culture when I read the book Shoe Dog by uh, the guy that started Nike.
1: Wait, you're going to laugh because in our interview room right now, I have the copy of Shoe Dog. I read it two years ago. It's my favorite book.
2: I love Shoe Dog. It's really slow at the beginning, but you like
1: exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I I read it on a flight to China actually, and it started super slow, and then by like the fourth hour, I was I couldn't get off of it. I just kept reading.
2: Oh my gosh! I know it's like it's such a great story, but how sad too? You know, there's just so many parts of the book that you're just like, oh my gosh! Oh yeah,
1: yeah. and the reason why it's great is because I think that in general, I love reading autobiographies because a lot of times you might feel like you're alone, right? Like. I have to deal with this challenge in my business, and it's only something that is coming up for me. But then when you read about every successful person who's done something really big, you learn that everyone has challenges, some much greater than yours, and it gives you a lot of hope and inspiration
2: yes, exactly. that just goes back to what I said earlier about when you start feeling a little like ungrateful, you just I just like smack myself and I'm like immediately i'm like, I'm so sorry, God, I am so grateful, you know what? Shame on me for thinking this way because there's people with even hot, bigger challenges. And I am so blessed to be where I'm at right now. You know, so true. But um, for me, culture is huge in a business and she dog is one of them that really like made me think twice about that. And so for us, customer service is everything. So we want to not just sell you on having this beautiful hair when you walk in, but also the experience and how you feel when you leave. We want to make you feel amazing and we want people to feel great. I mean, people in the beauty industry, stylist or, or, or whatever you do, you know, if you do skin, if you do hair, whatever, we deal with a lot of people that are insecure. Think about it. It's like you're going in there to change yourself. Not everybody, right? But there's a lot of self-doubt and all that, you know. So I always thought when I started Extension Bar, I wanted to be based on how we make people feel when they leave. So yes, customer service is super important for us from how you book your appointment to when you're at the salon, when you first walk in, to when you leave and our follow through. And all of that is so important. And even if the client comes in and they could get the exact same service somewhere else, I just want them to say, you know what? But at Extension Bar, I felt this way when I left and they truly care. It's not just, I'm trying to make the stylist Leave with a good, great paycheck. I want them to leave feeling like the impacted clients' lives.
0: That's such a beautiful mission, and I love that you share that because now, especially with young girls and social media, they see with filters on or with botox and all that, which is great. I'm big proponent of that, but it's very easy to compare yourself because, like we were talking about earlier, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes and how much preparation and work that all takes.
2: Yes, that is so true, and I. I didn't grow up with all this social media stuff. Now it's around, but can you imagine being like a 14 or 15 year old girl having to use a filter? Otherwise you don't want to post a picture. It's like, but it's a real, that's like our real world right now. That's what, I mean, did you know that I think it's like 90% or like 85% of people are kids. If you ask them at 12 year olds, what they want to be when they grow up, they want to be YouTubers.
0: It's unbelievable. It's so funny because we had disposable cameras. You took one photo
2: yeah. in a week
0: when it was developed. Now you take a million photos of yourself to make sure to get the perfect angle. And it kind of takes yes. the present moment out of it.
2: Yes, that's so true. And I've been at fault for that too, where I'm like, I take a million. I'm like, oh, they all suck. Never oh, mind. me too. I'm like, I'm not even going to post anything. And then like one year later, you're like, actually, I didn't look that bad when I did Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true.
0: true. <laughs> so what advice would you have for young girls out there?
2: When it comes to business, I would love to just tell everyone else is, has a dream or has a, you know, and like I was saying earlier, stuff doesn't happen overnight, you have to work really hard for it. And I wish I would have started this whole journey with extension bar in my twenties because I know that I would be so much further by now but I kept saying, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Or, Oh, you know what? It's too late. I should have done it when I was 20 years old, but it's never too late. I feel like a lot of people have those constant battles in their head, you know, that voice telling you, cause like you said, this whole generation is that it's so different than it was before. And they want instant gratification, you know, that instant filter that looks just beautiful or they want to start up a business, but they want it to work that same year. Sometimes it takes a long time and, and you have to know that. And I feel like that's the first mindset to have. And if you don't feel like that, then maybe starting a business is not for you because it does teach you a lot of patience when you start something new or when you you know want to write a book or do a podcast. It takes time for momentum to hit, but nothing works without being consistent.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. very true. And in business, a lot of us, have great ideas every day but the key is really acting on them and following through and i think that's one of the biggest challenges that people face is procrastination so yes. how did you turn your idea of extension bar how did you turn that into a reality
2: so i was kind of pressed on time and i have the worst add as you can tell i jump from all over all, all these topics <laughs> i have the worst <laughs> add and i don't take anything for it i just compensate in other ways right so for me I am the biggest procrastinator of all time. Like I naturally, people meet me like you have so much energy. I naturally am like a lazy person. I am a person, not lazy, but like I guess I came out wrong. Not lazy. I just start things and I don't finish it. That's what I mean. Like my I have this is so same bad. problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I start. That's why I love reading, and I only got I got into reading just a few years ago because when I was younger, I did not. I despise reading, but I love knowledge and I love learning. So I love reading, but I I can't read a book. I have to listen through audible. So again, I compensate in other ways, my ADD, but I just feel like when you have such a high procrastination, you just have to do a little bit every single day because that's the only way you're going to get it done. A lot of people, they, you know, are hard on themselves if they don't finish all their to-do in one day, which that's me. I have a list of a hundred things to do. And I finished, you know, 10 of them and I'm like shaming myself because I didn't finish the whole list, but every little bit counts. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. It's also, cause I started doing a to-do list and just going from the top of my list down. But I also think surrounding yourself with people who are kind of mm-hmm. like the opposite of you. So I'm a big procrastinator as well, but my yes. brother is not. He likes to just get things done. And I think being in, I love that and being around him, I'm so much better just now. I just get so much done. I'm just working, working, working. So I think it's also about who you surround yourself with.
2: Yeah, you're right. My husband's that that way. If he has something to do, he does it right away. And I always wait to do like the hardest thing at the very last, you know? Me too. So yeah, you're right. Because I have him, it really does push me. And also, you know what really helps? Oh my gosh, I almost didn't share this. And this is like the most important thing that has helped me. I feel like when you're in situations, you forget to share because it's just your daily life. So one thing that really helped me to pursue extension bar actually the biggest thing is being in masterminds. I'm not sure if you guys know what that is. Do you know what that is? I am familiar with them. Yes. Okay. So I wasn't until I met my husband and then I realized I thought to myself, why isn't everybody in a mastermind? So being with him just, you know, by his side in these masterminds that he's a part of and held me accountable Mm -hmm. to actually finish through what I started because I know that, like for instance, these masterminds that we're in, we meet about three times a year for three days each time. So I know that, like, let's say we went in January. I know that when I go back in July or June, they're going to ask me, where are you now in your business? Right? Because you share your ideas, you share what you're working on and then this whole group of mastermind you're masterminding to break down each business that a person brings to the table and you bring okay i don't know how to monetize on my e-commerce or whatever and these other people that have experience in it they help you break through what you need to work on your business then you go back home and then you work on your on, on these things right so i know that when i go back in like june or july I need to, they're going to ask me, okay, so how are you doing with this business? And did you get it off the ground? So I think by being a mastermind, honestly, more than my husband, more than my friend, my family, that's what kept me going and kept me followed through with my word of opening up the salon. Otherwise I would have kept it in the back burner for years. Like I have been and said, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. Or this is not the right time. I'll do it when I have my money, you know? And I think being accountable is so
0: helpful and important for so many people, but I also think surrounding yourself with the right people who are going to push you and support you. Because I think a lot of the times we think, when we think of business, we think of competition, but I love that a mastermind is more about supporting each other and helping each other overcome challenges in your individual businesses.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: So I'm curious, who are the three people that have been most influential to you throughout your
2: life? Uh I would say my mom and my dad and my husband.
1: So it seems like you're very close with your family like we are as well.
2: Yes, I love that you are. I was uh, talking to you guys earlier about the phone call that I was on before you guys. He's 80 years old, close to his family. We're just talking about how it's such a rarity. And it's so true. And I I tend to attract people that are super close to their families because those are my best friends. They're for me no matter what. It's unconditional love. And my parents... Are so influential because I watch them. I'm the oldest of five, and I am first generation in the U.S. They're from Mexico. We're all from Mexico, and just seeing them work the way they do and not complain. Like actually, being a mom right now, and me even having a little bit of I'm tired. I'm this or that, or having stress. I think, wow, how did my mom do it when she was 30? She had all of us five kids, and I never heard my mom complain. I mean, yeah, she would yell at us every five minutes if we had left our <laughs> shoes, you know, left our shoes laying around or whatever, which I rightfully so. But there's such an influence on, on my life because they work so hard. They have a smile on their face. They're so giving. They will give you everything they have and not keep counts of it. Even if they don't have anything, they'll give it all to you and not even like, no no doubt, no question. And My siblings and I, you know, we're all really close and I have the best siblings in the world. And people ask, I mean, not to like butter my family up or anything, but people ask, like my mom and dad, how are all your kids so close? And how are they all so good kids? And how are they all hardworking? But honestly, it all starts from home. My parents were the best example for us and I wouldn't change it that at all. Like they are so old school and so old fashioned that when I was little I was like Gosh, when I'm older, I want to have a cool mom that, like, you know, dressed as young and this and that, or I want to be that mom. But now that I'm older and I'm I'm a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, mom, for being the way you were because you just taught us so much. And my dad, too, he's just old school, you know. And Mm -hmm. I feel like for me to see them work that hard and not complain and come to the U.S. to make a better life for our family and sacrifice their own happiness for us is just so like there's no price to that you know and my husband's the same way he super underdog story and came from nothing and has created such a good life for himself but because his whole why was to help his family and to not have to worry about having food on the table that kind of stuff has drove him to have this massive success and he's the most giving person you'll ever meet in your life like He could have so much and his life won't change with the amount of money that he makes, right? He's Mm -hmm. not wearing fancier clothes or he's not, he's super down to earth and he's not, you know, boisterous and all of that. And which is so attractive to see someone work so hard to just because he wants to help others. And his whole mission is to help other people. And the way he is at his business is the way he is at home. He's just a genuinely, good person that just wants to give back and impact people. So I think that having that as my role models, it's who you surround yourself with, right? It's like mm-hmm. I I always pray to God like bring close to the people that are good for me and, and good in my life and take away the people that are not. And that actually does happen. Like my friends are amazing, my, you know, my clients are amazing, my family's great. And if there's ever that one bad seed that comes into your life that's envious or or that doesn't wish well for you for business, I swear they find a way to make their way out of my life.
1: It's so true. I mean, if you really have a strong faith and strong connection with God, and I love that you mentioned that, you know, that you pray for those kinds of things because we are in the same exact boat. And it's interesting that when somebody does come into your life that doesn't want the best for you, somehow they're able to show you their true colors and then you're able to remove them, right?
2: Yes, so true, yes.
1: Yeah, and our families also, I mean, I love what you were saying about your family because we come from a really similar situation. You know, our parents immigrated from Russia. My sister and I are first generation here. And it's the same thing where, you know, they would work incredibly hard. You know, they had us when they were super young. And it makes us appreciate sort of the simple things so much more than a lot of other people might.
2: Yes, that's it. The simple things, right? That you appreciate that.
1: Exactly. Also people who don't forget where they come from, right?
2: Yes, exactly. I love that. I never want to forget where I come from. And you do meet people that don't care to think back of where they come from. Mm -hmm. And But I think that it's actually a beautiful thing to be proud of where you're from.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And something else that I love that you mentioned is that your husband really pushes you to do more and to really, you know, make the most of your potential. And something that I see so often in romantic relationships and also just in friendships is a lot of people will be surrounded by just like, yes, men that sort of just say, oh yeah, you know, what you're doing is great. It's enough. Just relax. Like Uh you don't need to do anything. But when you really care about someone, you want to see them also fulfill their personal potential. And so I love hearing that you guys have that type of relationship where you really elevate each other, you know, to become better versions of yourselves.
2: Absolutely. And that was like one of the first topics that we talked about when we first met is we want to better ourselves every single day. And we do, even though... Thank God our relationship's amazing. I love him more than life. Like he's my everything. We still work on our relationship every single day. We don't get comfortable. And that's the thing. Like you can't get comfortable with your business, your life, your fitness, your relationship. You have to always work at it. And actually Tony Robbins is our dear friend and he said something that I love. He has a few things that he says that I love. But one of the things in regards to all of this that he says that I always repeat is treat your relationship like if it's the beginning and there'll never be an end. And it's so true. It's like, you can't get comfortable and lazy with your relationship. Like you can't get, it's like, you can't get comfortable and lazy with your family or your business. You you have to always treat it like if it's the beginning, like, you know, exciting and brand new and fresh and it'll always stay that way.
0: I remember him saying that. And it's actually so cute when you post on your Instagram, the little love notes that your husband leaves you. I think it's it's like those simple little things that are such a big gesture.
2: Thank you. I know it's been a while that I posted what I, I keep forgetting, but I have a huge stack and I want to create a book and I want to show our future kids one day, like this is what your, your dad or your grandpa, you know, did. But yes, I tell him like, this sounds so bougie and so cheesy, right? But this is so true. I tell him, I prefer a note, a love note, over like a Chanel bag, you know. <laughs> so we always like make fun of that. He's like, "There's your Chanel bag." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's so true because yeah, a Chanel do. bag is I, beautiful, I, but it's it's monetary, right? That can come and go. And there's, of course, there can be still thought behind a nice gift, but a note and expressing how you feel and taking that time, I think that's just, that's priceless.
2: Yes, exactly. And my whole family knows too. Like, I never want anything for my birthday or Christmas, never. Even though my, my brothers and sisters, they'll still, like, we're, we're all still just love to give, give, give. All of us love to give. But I'm like, just give me a note. Just write me a card. That's it. I have all my cards saved forever. And I wanna just keep saying to them, I love, love a note because that takes so much time to write a nice note versus going on and buy it, buy something that I'm gonna forget what you bought me next year. A note for me speaks volumes and it's the best.
0: Now, I know with the dating culture right now, and we spoke about social media, a lot of girls can be feeling insecure or not knowing their worth. So I would love to hear what ad- dating advice you have for girls.
2: Oh my gosh. I love this. And my sister would love that you're asking me this because my sister and her friends were like, you should write a book about dating a guy because you give the best advice. <laughs> um, so something quick that I could, that I could think of, because we can just go in, on a run about that, that subject by that itself. <laughs> I would say be honest. Like Honesty is the best thing. So many girls and guys, when they first meet someone that's exciting, they completely change their life Mm -hmm. to cater to that other person, right? If that person loves hiking, all of a sudden you like hiking and you're like, (laughs) I like hiking too. You know what I mean? And I think that one of the big reasons why my husband and I have this awesome relationship and we're so just transparent is because from day one, we've been super honest and transparent about everything. You end up falling in love with the right person, not this made up person. And a lot of people are like, well, it was great the first few months and now our relationship's awful. If you just are honest and you're true to yourself and you show your true colors from the get-go, you'll never have to remember a lie later on. And if you guys are both you know, in sync and you're meant to be, then it will flourish to a great relationship. But if you're honest with that person and they're honest with you and you realize, you know what? We're better off friends or eh, I don't like that thing. It, you know, I don't like that he doesn't like his mom or whatever, then you'll just end it r- right away instead of wasting time. I feel like so many people waste time, but then again, it's not wasting time because you learn and you grow and it's onward and upward into the next relationship. But I say just being honest and being true to yourself. And another big thing, and I know you just asked for one, but just one more, one I'll more. I'll think
0: as many as I can get.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> one more, which I see this so often, especially with social media. A lot of girls that I know that have came to the salon, you know, have people just divulge all their life to you. A lot of people, like, they wonder why they can't meet a good guy, right? They can't, I'm just talking about a girl, I'm, guys are the same way, why they can't meet a good guy and I look at their Instagram, I'm like, you wonder why you can't be a good guy. All your pictures are naked (laughs) (laughs) or like you're showing all these party pics or you're honestly, it's like your Instagram is your business card in life or your Facebook or whatever, you know, social media platform you're on because people will see that and they will, yes, it is called judging, but people will judge you based on your Instagram or based on, on that. And they wonder why, they can't meet a good guy that takes them seriously and that wants to take their relationship to the next level. You know, want to date them, have fun with them and move on to the next best thing. So that is a big one too. It's like you have to like what, whoever you want to attract, you're, you're attracting with the way you are yourself.
0: I totally agree. And I think a right. lot of girls, I know when I was younger, I would approach dating as what can I sell about myself? And like you were saying with social media, girls posting like voluptuous photos of themselves, nude photos. And it's don't think about what am I selling? It's like, do you like the person? You know, what can they offer with obviously them being honest and you being honest to yourself, but it's like, you also have to look at the other person and not just be agreeable with whatever they like.
2: Yes, absolutely. That's so true. You know, and it's just also you'll save so much time of like quote unquote dating because you'll have your true colors from the get-go.
1: Definitely. I totally agree with you. I think that's really great advice. And I think our audience will find it super helpful. And I love the fact that you mentioned some great leaders and inspiring people. And I'm curious, a question we like to ask our guests is that if you could sit down and have tea with anyone, uh, dead or alive, who would it be and
2: why? Oh, I love this question. And I can't think of one right now, but let me see. Okay. This sounds real. Okay. I love history. There's so many people in history that I would love to like mention, but I, I can't think of one right now, but you know, I will say Beyonce.
1: Yes. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> because there's no one, not one person that I would be starstruck over. Not one. Like I've been a lot, around a lot of awesome, cool people that are famous and whatever. Honestly, they're just people to me and I'm, I'm proud of them and I'm happy for their success and great. But I'm never like, oh my God, I met this person. Like never. Mm -hmm. But I would be with Beyonce. I would be so nervous. I would be so starstruck. (laughs) And I say that because I love her. I love all of her music and what she stands for. And I'm all about women and entrepreneurship and all that. She's Mm -hmm. such a, the reason why I respect her so much is because she's really private. She's such an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. She has created a huge name for herself, but she's so low key about it. She could be all over Instagram, all over this or that, but it's so professional. You never know anything about her personal life, except for what happened a few years back. And with that, you still don't know what happened.
1: We actually met her and she was really nice. Are you
2: serious?
1: Yeah, and she's (laughs) super humble. She was like so approachable. And it also takes a lot to get us starstruck. I would agree with you on that. But I say when we met her, we definitely felt it a little bit. Because she has just presence about her. Yeah, we met her at the US Open and she was just super cool, super humble and low key and easy to talk to. And hopefully we could all sit down and have tea with her one day.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I... Wow. That's amazing that you got to meet her. And yeah, she's just a beautiful soul from the inside out. And if you listen to her lyrics, they're deep and they're beautiful. I don't know. I think I would sit down right now to have tea with her.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's a great choice.
0: Even in the Arizona heat.
2: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) One more question that I have for you. I'm curious, what's the best purchase you made that's under a hundred dollars? Oh my
2: gosh. So many. Okay. Well, I'm staring at one right now. My Hydro Flask.
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: Because I drink water obsessively and I actually have like a weird challenge in my head every single day. It's that OCD, like ADD thing in me. You know how like sometimes you like count as you're washing your hands or like, I don't know if you do that. But
0: Can I ask you a question? We've been curious this whole interview. Yeah. What's, what sign are you? <laughs> I have like cancer. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. What are you? Well, I'm an Aries, but my brother is a Scorpio. And it's funny because a lot of my really good friends are Cancers. And I think that you have a lot of very similar characteristics to Scorpios.
2: Oh my gosh. I love Scorpios. My husband's a Scorpio.
1: It's so funny because when you were describing him, I was like, I'm curious what sign he is too, because it sounds like me.
2: Yes. He's a Scorpio. And my son, Luca, is an Aries. Oh,
0: there you go. (laughs) I love it.
2: And I love the Aries. I love, you know, their traits, like they're powerful, they're hardworking, they're stubborn. (laughs) They have Very stubborn. Yes.
0: (laughs) But very loyal and sensitive.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love Scorpios because they're so stubborn and they're so hardworking and they don't give up easily. It's awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. That's amazing. We have so much in common.
2: <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I would love to meet you guys if you're ever in Arizona. I would love yeah,
1: to- Me Yeah. Where in Arizona are you?
2: Uh, Paradise Valley, Scottsdale.
1: Oh, so that's right by you, Lorena.
2: Yeah, I'm in Old Town. Oh my gosh. I love it. So the salon is actually close to Old Town. We're, off, we're south of Thomas uh, on Scottsdale Road. Perfect.
0: So that brings me to, because a lot of our audience is New York and Arizona based. So where can people reach you? And if they're interested in coming into the salon, how do they go about doing so?
2: Oh my gosh. I love that they're New York and Arizona based because those are my two favorite places. I'm, I <laughs> I love New York. It's my second home and obviously I'm from Arizona. So the best way to reach me is probably Instagram because that's like our biggest platform right now and the salon. Right now I'm not there because obviously I have a little newborn and with this whole quarantine thing. I don't know how long I'll be at home. I can't wait to get my hands back in my client's hair and like be more hands on. But yeah, the salon extension bar or the Instagram, which is extension bar underscore official. I always say official underscore extension bar. That's the dyslexic in me too. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. I'm like, I'm ADD, dyslexic, OCD. Like, I'm OCD
1: too. I can relate to you.
2: Yes. Right. So Super back to OCD. the hydro flask, I count how many times I fill it up in the day and I kind of make goals for myself with water.
1: <laughs> That's good. Again, it's a good goal because a lot of people don't realize it, but they're not hydrating enough and we're all about hydration. So I'm sure we could compete. We could text each other every day and see who drank more.
2: Yeah, we should. We should. We Totally should. And I know this just sounds like really weird and like like TMI, but I always base it on my pee. I'm like, I want my pee clear.
1: Yes. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. It has to be clear. That's how you know.
2: It has to to be clear. Unless you go pee right after you take your vitamins and it's not, but Exactly.
1: Exactly. But you want a clear pee when you can. Yes. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Well, we had so much fun chatting with you. You gave us so much amazing insight and knowledge. And I know that our audience will get so much out of it. And
0: thank you for joining us on today's episode with Lisa Palacios Graziosi. Lisa shared such great knowledge on how to maintain a balanced lifestyle while being a successful entrepreneur. Lisa also taught us the importance of staying true to your values, being appreciative of your past and using it to fuel your future. If anyone wants to visit Extension Bar in Scottsdale, Arizona, Lisa is offering a $100 discount off any Extension package with the promo code DTE. If you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at drinkdowntoearth.com or you can contact us on Instagram at drinkdte. In the meantime, stay healthy and stay hydrated. Cheers. Now it's time for you to go out there and do at least one small thing to better your health today.
1: Always choose to make your life a healthier, happier, and a more down-to-earth place.
0: Until next time,
1: cheers to good health.